Isaiah chapter 21, verse 1. The burden of the wilderness of the sea. Wilderness of the sea is a euphemism for Babylon because Babylon was covered with little lakes and marshes in its plains area. This is a prophecy against Babylon, like hurricanes in the south for passing through. From the wilderness it hath come, from a fearful land. Destruction will come to Babylon like a hurricane or a tornado, and it will come from a fearful land. I'm assuming that's Persia. 2. A hard vision hath been declared to me. The treacherous dealer is dealing treacherously, and the destroyer is destroying. Go up, Elam, besiege, O Media, all its sightings I have caused to cease. The Lord says that in the future he will allow Persia to attack Babylon and destroy it. The town of Elam and the town of Media, those are Persian towns. 3. Therefore filled have been my loins with great pain. Pangs have seized me as pangs of a travailing woman. I have been bent down by hearing. I have been troubled by seeing. This is Isaiah speaking. When he sees the great war of Persia attacking Babylon, this vision overwhelmed Isaiah so much that it caused him physical pain as if he was a woman in labor. Being in labor means that you are going to face distress that you cannot stop. Because when the baby wants to come out, there's nothing that the woman can do to stop it, and it will be painful. 4. Wandered hath my heart, trembling hath terrified me. The twilight of my desire he hath made a fear to me. Isaiah looks forward to Babylon being conquered in the sense that it won't be troubling Israel anymore, but now that he can see a vision of Babylon being conquered in the future, it's so terrifying that it makes him fearful to look at it. It isn't fun being a prophet, but the prophets on the line today make you think that they're having a good time, and that's another reason that I don't believe they're illegitimate, because real prophets suffer, and even seeing the vision caused Isaiah to suffer, because the vision itself was so horrifying. 5. Arrange the table, watch in the watchtower, eat, drink, rise, ye heads, anoint the shield. 6. For thus said the Lord unto me, Go, station the watchman, that which he seeth let him declare. Isaiah says, Get ready to watch. In order to get ready, you get out of bed, clean yourself, have a meal, and then you're ready to go to work. And that's what he's saying. 7. And he hath seen a chariot, a couple of horsemen, the rider of an ass, the rider of a camel, and he hath given attention. He hath increased attention. When the watchman sees somebody approaching the town, they pay attention because they're supposed to alert the town if there's any danger. And Isaiah says, even if somebody is riding on a donkey, or a horse, or a camel, we will pay attention. 8. And he crieth, A lion on a watchtower, my lord. I am standing continually by day, and on my ward I am stationed whole nights. Isaiah is prophesying something in the future. He knows that Persia isn't coming right now as he speaks, 
This is kind of a metaphor. He's acting as if he's watching for Persia to come and attack Babylon. But this is a spiritual cry. When Jesus told the disciples to watch and pray in the New Testament, he meant stay up and pray so that you won't go into sin because the end of your life could come very quickly and you don't want to be found in sin. And the watchman is warning the people of danger when it comes to battle, but a spiritual watchman is warning people to pray and repent so that they don't fall easily back into sin and then they're not ready when the end of their life comes or when the Lord comes. In modern prophecy, they claim that we're watching for the end of the world, but Jesus didn't command us to watch for the end of the world. He commanded us to watch and pray, which means watch yourself and pray over yourself that you don't fall into sin. That's what we should be worried about, is whether or not we're going to fall into sin, not whether or not we will see war, because that doesn't matter spiritually. What matters is how we're living. 9. And lo, this, the chariot of a man is coming, a couple of horsemen, and he answereth and saith, Fallen, fallen hath Babylon, and all the graven images of her gods he hath broken to the earth. The Persians destroyed the altars of Babylon, and in the book of Revelation, the final Babylon, which I believe is Rome, will also have its idols destroyed. 10. O my threshing, the son of my floor, that which I heard from Jehovah of hosts, God of Israel, I have declared to you. The threshing floor is a metaphor for when God destroys those who will not repent. It's spoken of in the New Testament by Jesus, and it's also shown to us through prophecy in the book of Revelation. Sinners who refuse to repent will be destroyed, and the metaphor is that they will be threshed out just like when the farmer is threshing out the wheat. Sinners will be threshed out from the world. 11. The burden of Dhamma. Unto me is one calling from Seir, watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? Somebody from the town of Seir will ask the watchman, what's going on? They're asking, do we have anything to be concerned about? Is anybody coming for us? Now this is a prophecy against the Edomites, who were born from Esau, who was the brother of Jacob. And Esau did practice paganism. His first two wives were pagans, and his children became pagans. The Edomites were pagans, and they often caused their cousins, the Israelites, a lot of trouble. This now is transitioning into a prophecy against Edom. Dama is a city in Edom, and it's in the region of Seir. 12. The watchman hath said, Come, hath morning, and also night. If ye inquire, inquire ye, turn back, come. The Assyrian oppression is almost over. And then the Babylonians will oppress Edom. First he was talking about Babylon being conquered, and now he's talking about Babylon conquering Edom. 13. The burden on Arabia, in a forest in Arabia, ye lodge, O travelers of Dedanim. Now this is a prophecy against Arabia. This chapter prophesies against Babylon, Edom, and Arabia. Dedanim 
is in Arabia. 14. To meet the thirsty, brought water have inhabitants of the land of Tema. With his bread they came before a fugitive. These men from Dedim will retreat from battle thirsty and hungry, and begging for water. 15. For from the face of destructions they fled, from the face of a stretched out sword, and from the face of a trodden bow, and from the face of the grievousness of battle. They'll come running out of the battle, thirsty and defeated. And again, these are the people of Arabia. 16. For thus said the Lord unto me, Within a year, as years of a hireling, consumed hath been all the honor of Kedar. The region of Kedar will be consumed by the Babylonian army. I think it's the Babylonian army that it's talking about here. I'm not totally sure. 17. And the remnant of the number of bowmen, the mighty of the sons of Kedar, are few, for Jehovah, God of Israel, hath spoken. Very few men will be left alive after this battle. I believe this is talking about Babylon taking over Arabia, but it could be talking about Persia. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 21.